Welcome to Fresh from the Esky. Subtitled Ordinary Lives, Ordinary People. Accompanied by Ordinary Production, Ordinary Editing. Sit back, grab a beer, relax and enjoy. Hello listeners out there, here we are, episode 21, we've reached full age of maturity at Fresh from the Esky. And Ben, you're along again. Yeah, we can now legally drink in um, America with the age of 21. Yes. 21 episodes. So. But with our beers tonight, we're not going to America, we are... Going to Japan. I feel a song coming on, Ben. I think I'm turning Japanese, I think I'm turning Japanese, I really think so... Big was hit terrible. it was once. I oh, know, but it was a terrible song anyway. Well, what we're drinking today from Japan, obviously, is the, um, I'm not too, too sure how to pronounce it, but I went with Kurudo. It's 1.4 standard yes. drinks in a small like, can. So. Oh, is this the one you and Jacob were talking about? No. So the one me and Jacob was talking about was in the shopping center at the sushi restaurant. And that was, I think that was actually like three, I think that was four point something standard drinks. We paid 16 bucks for it. Well, I got a six pack of these for thirteen dollars. Really? Yeah. Cheap as two is blue, almost. Traditionally brewed in Okawana. Okawana. Enjoy ice cold. Five point five point zero percent alcohol volume. Let's see what it tastes like. Now I have um I had one of these actually when I finished work on Friday. Um. Um, I'm not a massive fan of it. No, not. I did put it on my untapped. Um, I did rate it a two. Oh, I didn't really find it too, too good. I mean, there's nothing. It's not terrible, but there's just a lot better beers out there. Yeah, it's got, oh, it's got some acidic taste or something. I think I don't know. Yeah, it's it's, it's drinkable beer. It's a drinkable beer, but yeah, I, I'm. I wouldn't go out of my way to buy it again. But for thirteen dollars, getting six of these, one point four standard drinks. Yeah, it's probably worth the value. There's value. Value. Yeah, I don't know. I think I'd get those. What are those strong cider things you drink for uh, six for twenty dollars? Little fat lambs. No, um, I don't know. You strong ciders. Oh, something you call them. Cruises. No, no, those ciders. Um, Passion fruit ciders. Passion pop. No, don't worry about it. Well, yeah, well, maybe maybe it's not. Thing? I don't know. I'll have to. The thing Sam Hooper puts you on to, they're about 8% alcohol in cans or something. The seltzers? Yeah, maybe that's it. I the one know. that Jared was talking no, about. No, not Ram. No, no, no. No, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. No, don't worry about it. I'll work it out myself. But yeah, that's a drinkable beer. I wouldn't. Yeah, I won't rate it real highly. You know, you'd be polite if someone brought a six pack around. You'd be polite to drink it, maybe. Hmm. I think I actually had home, this beer on, um, I said I logged it on my untapped. I think I actually had it on National, International Beer Day just recently. Um, if you're on untapped, you earn all these badges. Yep. And um, if you had a beer on that day, you earned a beer, a badge for that, actually. So I'll have a check. Yeah, the um, International Beer Day was on Friday. So I got a beer for that. Yeah, I'll have to put it on my untapped. I'm, I'm not going to rate it very highly, though, I'll be honest, Benny. Yeah, as I said, I gave mine a two. I see one of our best listeners, Joey Nebones, now on untapped. Is he? Yes, he's right. um, sent me a request. I assume he's probably sent you one, too, and you just... I haven't got to it. Haven't been able to get to it, yeah. Or haven't noticed that it's there. No, though, well, that's good. Good on you, Joey. So he's going to rate some beers, obviously, as he drinks them as well, and sending that information as well. Joey's also... That's a good segue into our mailbag because I think Joey's sent some mail in. I've also got some from another good mail-in man who has been Jared Rainsford. Now, Jared, I think I went a bit on left field with a question last week because I don't know if you're aware, Ben, but Neighbours, after 40 or 50 years, 40 years, I think, of um, running, which was a... What do you call it? A soap opera? Soap yeah, soap, yeah. A soap on um, Channel 10? 10, 10 yes. Finished up? 10, yeah. Yep. 
they got a few people in that had been on it before. They didn't get Craig Craig McLaughlin in, who had been on it before. He was he was a mechanic on it or something, I think. But they didn't get him on. He's been having a few troubles in court recently. Though he's been cleared of them all, so he was a bit upset he didn't get on. But they had Kylie on. Guy Pearce was on. Jason Donovan and that. Yeah. Margot Robbie? Uh, she may have made a video appearance to the cast yeah. or something. I don't think she was on the show. It was on the show. Chris Hemsworth, I think, got his start on Neighbours as well. Oh, a lot of people did apparently, yeah. yeah. And that Colin my... Oak, she appeared on, didn't she? Yes, definitely. Yeah. Oh, yeah, no, she more oh, on the last episode. Yeah, she did. yeah she but no, she was on it for too. quite a while. Yeah, like as far as I know. Um, that was my question. Has anyone actually watched? It? I mean, obviously people watched it, but how many people have never watched an episode of it? Because I am a person that never actually watched an episode of it. Yet I remember. I'm sure Neighbours started. And I, I remember all the stuff about Kylie being on it and all that, like because that's what made her big. And I did think Kylie was attractive, but I never watched the show. But before Kylie Minogue and that, there was a guy called Peter O'Brien in Neighbours, and it used to be on in the afternoons, around about the same time as Days of Our Lives or something like that. So that's how old it is. It, before it was even a evening show. And I thought, well, did anyone... I've never watched the episode. Have you ever watched the episode? No. See, Mum's never taken to watching it, so I don't think anyone in our household has actually ever watched it. So that was my question. Now, Jared Rainsford hadn't watched Neighbours since high school, so he used to watch it, apparently. That would have been... Remember, in his early years, high school, he never left his room. I think he did homeschooling, yes. if you remember rightly, so that was probably why. But he did watch the last episode to see what happened. Also commented on, also I didn't forget my swag in my tent. Was that to do yes. with the... Um, oh, I the... think I said that he went to Splendour and forgot his, forgot his swag. Mm. But it was he, his tent that he forgot. He does, he is a very good listener because mm. he seems to pick up everything we say. Now, did we go through the mailbag for episode 19? No, we haven't. Have you got that there? Have yeah, you? I've got this one here. So your question you asked was, do you feel that Ben's geography skills have improved? Stebo, Jamie Stebbins, said my geography skills, yes. Knowledge of history? No. And then he also said, wants to know how the search for a researcher is coming along. Remember, that was way back in about episode five or seven or something. You said you were going to get a researcher on because we're talking, I think we're talking about conspiracy theories and a couple other things and we just weren't really good. We didn't know facts. We're just kind of yeah. making things up on the spot. Yeah, and you no. said you'd get a research assistant in for us and it was going to be a young female. I did say permission. that. Yes, I did say that, but it's going about as well as um, my merchandise deal at the moment. Not, not so good. not really no, not existent? Good. No, no. Well, I've, I've got probably got further with the merch deal at the moment. I've, I've made email contacts with some people. At the moment, the research assistant is not working. I think I'm just using my, one of my multiple personalities, which I have, to do that for me. Like. Yeah, well, we did get some more replies of that one as well. Yep. Jacob Redsell. Is that just going to match, mention a lack of research? Oh, yes. When it comes to the Jacob Redsell, yeah. Best attack in the competition by a long way. At the time of this podcast, defense is our drama. Yes. Now, I think we have addressed this. Well, I don't think we have. I, I But no. I will address it now for you. And I may have to do this again because Jacob, well, it takes a bit to get things through to him. He's right, they, ha- they are the highest scoring team in the comp due to Charlie Cameron, Zach Bailey, any Lincoln other McCarthy. score for. Yes, yes, that's the other one, Lincoln McCarthy. I think Zach Bailey's up to 33 goals. Um, I'm pretty sure Charlie Cameron's close to 50. He is their leading goal kicker. Yes, yes a huge, big payout man. Danaher, what is he? He wouldn't have 30, I don't think, yet. I think he might. I'd only be 30, then. I think he's their second. Really? Yes. All right, well... I'd like to check that actually because I just I'll watch it. Do he, the research he, and I'll search it up right now. He does not get to enough contests. He doesn't create enough for his small. Most the, most of those small men are not crumbing off him to get goals. They're getting them out the back, getting them kicked over and run, turn and running back over them. He does not create enough opportunities for him. Hipwoods, well, when he does get it, he misses his goals, but he doesn't probably. He's not strong enough overhead or in a marking contest. No, no, so. Charlie Cameron, 46. Yep. Zach Bailey, 33. Joe Denneher, 32. And then McCarthy, 31. Then you'd have to scroll down to 20 to find Daniel McStay and 19. I think he just kicked four today to get to that 20, actually. He didn't play bad today, actually. I don't know if he commands the money. But I I think 
Big men, you need big men. In big games, you need your big men to fire. Carlton today, they only look good when, I think it was Mackay start to fire in the last quarter and um, Kurnow a little. Like Your small men, they're there as opportunists and they're a bonus. And yes, they have scored a lot, but their big men aren't the creation of those goals. And their defence does lack a little too. They've got to do something about that. Well, I, actually, I don't think they're a contender. But after today, we'll get to the AFL later. I doubt Carlton is. Actually, mm. Carlton could drop out of it altogether. Well, we also got another reply on that same episode. Um, Jared Rainsford, again, you just mentioned him before, great listener. said, another great episode. I 100% agree with Ben. Jacob Bretzel really has a hot head, and if Tom had punched him, he would have been throwing haymakers. Agreed. Yes. Yes, well, I think we will very soon, we'll get Hayden Thomas on, H. A I Y D E N, whatever it is spelled. H A I D Y N, yeah. Is it really? Yes. Well, we'll get him on anyway. We've in the right of reply. Um, have you? Has anyone spoke to Jacob about this? Um, these comments. Uh, yeah, he said he. What's he? What's your issue with him? My issue? You yeah. said it, not me. Oh no, he seems to think that you've got an issue with him, man. Oh, I think that's because I said Corey was yeah. the best wrestler, wasn't it? Yeah. Well, someone's got to be the best. Really. He was the best at one stage. Now, maybe he's not. Actually, I think I think Wayne, the father, took an issue with me about that too. I don't know what the issue was. He maybe favoured Jacob too, or maybe he's just saying he's still the best wrestle. Which I think I think Wayne may still be the best wrestle. All right, Josh Wrestle was dominant. In those he gyms. was, he was, but he's a bit injury prone these days. <clears throat> a bit like your brother. Hmm. Um, actually, and just circling back, I forgot to mention this when you were talking about Neighbours. How long have Neighbours been on the air for? 40 years. 40 years. I think so. How did they have storylines? I Now, I don't watch Home and Away either, no. but I watch Channel 7 more than I've watched Channel 10, so I always see the ads for Home and Away pop up. Yep. It seems every week there is a murder, a natural disaster. There is something that happens every single week. A crash, someone dies... How is that? How have they been going on for so long? Wouldn't these storylines be played out? Like the. Oh, well, I think you're just dealing with a different cast of characters. One time it's a drug gang, next time you make it a bikey gang kind of thing or something. Yeah, like, does, do that, does that not get boring? Oh, I'm sure it does. And it, it doesn't not get a little incestuous. But if it was boring, Because they all have so many affairs with each other in the same um, studio. I mean, not studio, um, set. What? Same. What town. do you call it? Town, yeah. It's a bit like Blue Healers. It was a. One town, country, God, no. Actually, it was a small country town that had three cops, so there was dramas there already. Why does a small country town need three policemen? And it was just a cesspit of death, murder, incestuous relationships, and but at drug least you could kind of That's a police. That's a police yeah. show. So you'd be expecting to see those kind of crimes and all that in it. Yeah. Home is there no away, policeman in Home and Away? Well, I think there is, but Home and Away is not like a police-based show. It's just a show based on the city well maybe the that's the thing they need they need police see it's anarchy that's probably what home and away is about anarchy that's what will happen to society if we don't have but police and rules do be, they have laws it mustn't be boring because it still keeps getting made well yeah someone so someone is watching it yes that's true enough people are watching it that they can make a profit apparently that's why neighbors folded because wasn't there wasn't enough australians watching it it's all the english watching it and the English were actually paying for the production of it. A channel in England was paying for the production yes. of it. And they've pulled the pin on it. So now there's not enough Australians watch it. They said unless those three people want to put in half a million dollars a week to produce it, they said it goes. And it's gone. It has. Just let us know. Are, are there people that, are any of our listeners, people that watch Home and Away? And yeah, how does that storyline, yeah. like it's, it's like a never ending Dallas. Watch Home and Away. Do they exist? Yes. See, that's the thing. Does Home and Away exist, or is it just the ads we see? I've never actually seen an episode of it either. So maybe it's just ads all the time. Hmm. But I feel like they're better than... I remember channel surfing and sometimes you just come across something. That bold and the beautiful, those American soaps, they are dreadful, as in the acting. Like, it is just... It's terrible. the same, though. It is a base it's the same, for, but yeah, for it's, um, many of their it's terrible actors, acting, I think. I feel. Like yeah. It's, oh, yeah. And think, the, or the camera work or something. It makes it look different to Home and Away, but worse somehow. Mm. I think they... I don't... I think they only have small sets. Like, have you ever seen... In your channel surfing, have you ever seen them outdoors on any of those 
things. They're always inside, aren't they? No, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think they're all just indoor sets. Home and away uses outdoors. They use that beach yes, light. Yes, they use that the beach ice, light. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But like, what do you say? Days of Lies, General Hospital, Bold and the Beautiful. I don't think yeah. they go outdoors much. So they'll never get skin cancer, which is good. But I think they're small sets. Maybe not many cameras. That's why the camera well, work isn't great. Yeah. You know, maybe it's only a couple of cameras and that. But I must admit, back in the eighties, I was a. I did watch a few episodes of Days of Our Lives when oh, Bo Brady, Bo and Hope. I mean, people must remember. It means that, nothing to me, doesn't it? Oh, no, it was huge. Bo and Hope. That was big. That was big, and there was a Stefano something twin or something locked in a dungeon. Yeah, no, it was pretty big at the time. I remember. Sounds like a bunch of rubbish. It was. Yeah, yeah. it was. Um, Joey Kneebone also had a contribution too. Now, this was after that episode as well, episode 19. Hi, Joe. Another good episode, mate. I want to debate with you, that's been me, and Ben, about singing your club song on the grounds. Now, remember, you... Actually, sorry, it was when we had Timmy Higgins on, wasn't it? This was mentioned. You and, I think, Timmy agreed with you that singing the song... On the ground, not a good look. You thought it should be something kept more in the rooms amongst just the players and their supporters, I suppose. And you also sense a bit of arrogance about it, doing it on the away ground, did you? Or No, no, you yeah. didn't really say that, did you? Because you think, think even on their own home ground you didn't agree with it. I, the own home ground to me isn't as much of a problem. Mm-hmm. I don't mind if you sing it on your own home. It looks like a bit of a... Yep. You look like a bit of a tosser, but... Oh, well, but... Seeing it on an opposition ground is what gets me. Right. I wouldn't do it on opposition ground, but I'm that petty. I think I said it in the episode. I'm petty enough that if they did to us, I will happily go onto their field and sing the song too. Mm. So now, Joey Nebone, good listener, has actually played Australian rules football himself. Back when I was a strapping young fellow, I don't think he was strapping, but he was a young fellow once, right? Playing footy, we always sang our club song on grounds after a win, especially on a home game. We would sing it on the grounds in the room loud as hell, especially when we beat arch rivals, the Harvey Bay Bombers. I reckon if you're good enough to take the win, be loud and proud on the ground where you were victorious on. And it's still a tradition of the mighty Bundaberg Brothers Bulldogs, which I reckon is on point. So there's a different... What he's saying is, well, if you're good enough to take the win, why not sing it and let them know? Mm. So I suppose it's just... And, and, like, that's their tradition. And I suppose it's the thing I, I don't... I, can't recall. I don't think we ever sang it at Miller War. On the field? Yeah, I reckon we always just did it in the change rooms. Mm. Unless you, well, unless you're the Panthers, they sing it on the field, in the change room, and at Flamingos. They're better singing some football, so let's be honest. Mm. You know. But yeah, it's something to think of. I know I used to get the kids at junior footy to sing it on the ground after games, like, but I mean, but that, they, that was Friday night's anyway. footy. We didn't have change rooms yeah. and, that and, and all that. Like, you know, and we, we used to just get everyone together. That was mainly to teach them to. Uh, words of the club songs, so they knew it when they came into the scene. And you wouldn't even, you'd sing it every weekend because you don't know whether you won or lost anyway. That's right. You didn't I mean, keep you a could, score. You could keep score in your head mm. and you could lose, but you'd still go sing the song. Anyway, that's a different opinion on it. I'm not sure, I know, in, you never see it in the AFL. They always in take the it into rooms, rooms, but of course, they're probably almost charged to because the cameras want to be in there and yeah, film and that's it. Also and that's also another thing is that there's a lot of things about the chemistry shouldn't be in the change rooms after a game. No, but I bet you those, that's that part roaming, of this Channel 7 yeah, deal, I'd say. Roaming BT? Yeah, well... He goes, that, that's stupid. It is, yeah. So, yeah, that's that's a different thing too. But I'd say that's an agreement with uh, um, Channel 7. That's part of the package they would like to have. Well, we'll move into the AFL now. We've really settled nothing with that. Maybe that could be... I could do a poll on that. Should we... Like, and it's not just... Australian rules footy. Do, do rugby league's teams have songs? I think they do now, aren't they because do. they feel they should. I don't. I don't really know many of them. I know Rabbitohs have one, or I think, or something. I know. Don't I the think, um, Queensland State of Origin do Giddy Up Giddy Up or something after they win or something? Giddy like Up that? Giddy Up. Would that be the Broncos? Or it might be the Cowboys. I don't it know. Might be the Cowboys, don't they? Actually, I don't. I think the Broncos. I don't know whether it's an actual team song or whether Hayden and Ricky are just stupid. But they always go, um, like, where the Broncos, the mighty Broncos. That sounds like one, a rip-off of one of ours. I, I think it sounds like the Brisbane Lions. Yeah, it? I think it might be, actually. Yeah, I don't know. I, that's, see, that's the thing, I don't know if they do. See, that's where they... I, don't, I definitely feel like it's not televised, or not, maybe oh, it's not, definitely televised, not televised, but not 
as common not knowledge. As, not as traditional either, I don't think. Yes. And if it is, I reckon it's something they've taken only because they've seen that Australian rules football do it. So ask Ricky, like locally, do they sing any? They, the yeah, they rules. do. They do. They do locally. I couldn't know about the Capras, but I know like the club that Ricky plays for locally, the Chargers. I know yep. they have a song. Couldn't oh, tell you what go. it is. I know personally the Year 7 Rugby League team that I coach, yep. the Hawks, we have a song. Oh, well, maybe it is more prevalent. Maybe it's just, maybe that's a good thing. They've kept it more to themselves. Like, mm. See, that's the thing. I think something should be kept a bit sacrilege myself. Like, they had um, someone in getting a HIA test or, or something like that, I think, on one of the Aussie reels. I mean, how far do we go? I think they are a bit invasive, but I suppose they pay a lot of money to be invasive. The league, or AFL-like league, whatever they are, they take a lot of money from these TV people to support their game and I suppose the TV people will be to, this is what we want, this is what we want. And I suppose that brings kind of into a very controversial topic as of late yes. with sports and a lot of money. Yes. Um, obviously the Manly Seagulls drama with oh, their... yes, it has been a drama, hasn't it? Jersey. Yes. What's your, what's your was, point on that, Ben? Now, was it seven? Seven players seven refused players. to play because of their re- cultural and religious... Uh, beliefs that, and also the fact that it was sprung on them very late, I think, and they said they weren't consulted. Uh, Manly, I'm not sure if it was a was it a gay pride round or were they just wearing a gay no, pride jumper? No, I believe they was not a gay pride round because I believe now there is talk that the NRL want to do a in- inclusivity round. Yep, I believe Manly decided to just do it themselves, like yep. LGBT. So seven players, IQ plus, I think that's yep. right. Yeah. Um, decided to do it themselves. Yes. Their seven players said, yeah, no, we're not going to wear the jersey. And they were happy for them to stand out. Well, they weren't happy, but they they didn't... Force them to play. No, they didn't force them to play. contract yeah. or anything like that, yeah. no. So they all sat out. To each their own with their religious beliefs and that. But, I mean, everyone deserves to be accepted. I understand well, that as well. That's and what I'm a bit... I mean, to me... As someone, and this went to an anonymous player in the team, because I can imagine it's caused some caused some friction because they lost the game, which mm. was probably a winnable game for them if they had a full-strength side. They're clinging onto a I spot in the final, eight. The final season might be over. Now. Yeah, so they, they, they might miss out on the finals because mm. of this game. Now, as an anonymous source who was a player, but he said um, these guys were never consulted when we got um, gambling Put on I our sponsorship, say, yeah. yeah. Um, I think they've got an alcohol sponsor, probably Forex is probably a sponsor. And that's one of the big things that I, I do agree with that everyone's saying. Yep. How can their cultural religious beliefs come to play yeah. now, but they're happy to wear a gambling sponsor, they're happy yeah. to be supported by alcohol and that as well, which I believe the gambling at least would interfere with culture and religion. Well, and, I, I don't know what religions are. But, yeah. But most religions are based on... Um, Peace and love, or meant to be, as far as I know, peace yeah. and love and acceptance. Now, as far as I know, gay pride is not promoting a lifestyle. What it's promoting is inclusivity. Yes. That an acceptance that there are people that have a different lifestyle. So it's it's not that like they're saying this is you're going out and actually in a way it's not like um, you know advertising. Alcohol, like advertising alcohol, is trying to encourage people to drink alcohol. Let's be honest. That's why you advertise it. The gay pride is promoting... What's that word I used again? Inclusivity. Yeah. Acceptance. Inclusion. Yeah, inclusion. That, you know, some people are different. And I did hear as well that there was apparently a, again, anonymous, um, a youngster coming up through the ranks at Manly who who has come out as as gay. Yeah, well, I I wonder how he feels. Don't think they've outed who it is yep. like I don't know if he's come out to everyone but they've said there's a Manly youngster who is gay and has said that it's kind of affected him like he doesn't know what to do he hasn't got support of people that involved with him with his club and like yeah I can understand why he would why he would be affected by it it would well what if all the Christians in the team got together and said um, we're not going to play with guys with Hindu beliefs or Islamic beliefs. Mm. Wouldn't that create a lot of drama? Like, that wouldn't be right, would it? We wouldn't see that as being right. We'd have to be inclusive. They'd feel 
everyone say no, they should be inclusive of their religion, like yeah. acceptance that everyone has a different well, religion. Of, I see a lot of people saying like that religion doesn't even have a place in sports anyway. It's sports. Yeah, that's right. Well, religion's a separate thing, isn't it? Surely, yeah. I don't think you when you register, do you have to say your religion? You may be able to if you wish to, I suppose, to say if, yeah, I suppose. if, if something happens. This is my religious belief, I yeah. but I don't think it's a part of a registration form, like or anything like that. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's difficult, but I, you can't believe the amount of trouble jerseys create. Like, yeah, no. So Collingwood, who seem to think they have the rights to everything black and white, won't let Port Adelaide play in Adelaide one round. I think they want two rounds a year against Adelaide Crows. To wear their prison heritage bar. prison bars, which, like someone pointed out, if you go to the other side, it's not their heritage. Their heritage Port Power is actually a separate entity to the Port Adelaide Magpies because when they bought their license in, that's what their license was bought as the Port Power. So it's a total separate entity. Um, I think their colours are black, white, and teal, and that is their original jumper. Now. They are, well, Lineage is with the Port Adelaide Magpies, who are one of the most successful clubs, actually. In the, and when did they form? They formed after the Magpies, or wore their jumper after the Magpies, sorry. They weren't initially black and white. But, I mean, if their supporter base and that believe that that's their heritage, why is Collingwood, why don't the league just stand up and say, look here, Collingwood, to seem to dictate a lot to the league, I'm pretty sure. Does Collingwood have a clash jersey? I don't think they do, do they? No. Because they refuse to have one. So it's a Port Adelaide Magpies. Yes, was well, Port Adelaide Magpies, yep. Port Adelaide adopted a black and white prison bar jersey in the Magpies in 1902. Yes, which is about 10 years after the Collingwood Football Club yeah. did. Right? So they were second to get it. And they weren't and, and they knew... playing in the same league or anything like that at the time. No, they were playing, yeah. yeah. Now, and they when they came in as support power, they signed over black and white colours and a magpie emblem to Collingwood. They they knew they couldn't use that. Yeah. You know, that Collingwood had all the rights to that. But now, we're meant to be trying to grow a game. Now, if they believe that's their thing, how does it affect Collingwood? Now, it's something that Adelaide can do to raise money because a lot of people like that prison bar chest. You know, I'm sure a lot of their supporters will buy it and... Go along oh, to well, like a, I, I don't know if I mentioned, but like the, when Frio did their retro stuff, like it sells out quick. Yeah, I tried to buy one of the Frio retro long sleeves, and the dozen had already gone, hadn't they? They'd no, sold out millions, gone. millions. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it already sold out. Lucky they actually then did a second one, and I got one. Yeah, um, but oh, did yeah, you? really, yeah, oh, the retro ones. Is that yeah, coming in the post? It's coming in the post, yeah. Really? Oh, there you go. But that's the thing. Like, I can't see. Why the league don't stand up now? Like I say, Collingwood don't have a clash jersey. Yeah, why? I think they do actually. I think they wear white and black instead of black <clears> and white. But you know, I know they've got a huge supporter base, but they're not the only ones. I mean, when you look at it, they've got the lowest collective IQ supporter base too. Like so. teeth. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, lowest dental bills probably too, because of that. But. I don't think they should be able to just dictate. The league's got to stand up and say, no, we'll tell you. Well, what's... Eddie Maguire was a big driving factor in Port Adelaide not being able to wear it. And then oh, you've got I think the so, other yeah. media personality, David Kosh. Yeah, well, I don't like Koshy either, but I, um, I, don't, I do think he's in But, the right yeah, way. like, I don't understand why Coleman have even have such a big issue with it. No. they're just wearing it one time a season. Yeah, and it's and not even it's in not Victoria. Against, not against Collingwood. Yep. Not in Victoria. No. Why not? Yeah. I mean, I say, yeah, have, go uh, for they probably do have cooler jerseys they could actually wear for retro rounds and all that. I think they have worn their pink one or something. They did have a pink one Yeah, but like, I remember 2000 and... Sometime in early 2004 to six maybe. Yep. They had a very teal jersey with the lightning bolt down yes. the middle. Yeah. That was one of the coolest jerseys. Now, that's the thing. See, when there was a heritage round, which has fallen... There was an agreement signed where they were allowed to wear their prison bar jersey for Heritage Round. Now, they didn't even choose to wear it a couple of times. They wore, like you say, the lightning bolt one. I think they wore the one which had a bit of pink in it. And they did wear the prison bar one twice because they had an agreement signed with Collingwood. But, of course, now the Heritage Round, for some unknown reason, I thought it was a 
Once again, don't need to bring it back. Yeah, I don't know why he dropped off. Like that what and was the other one? Round. Yeah, it's a rival round. I don't know why they they've dropped were, out. Yeah, rival round. It would be awesome to see those back again. Yeah. I don't know why. I think that, it used to just be like Brisbane versus Sydney, but now you have Brisbane versus Gold Coast, you have Sydney versus Giants. Hmm. Or that if that's if you're doing the closest proximity to each other. But I'm sure like a Bulldogs, um, I mean, a Bulldogs Sydney or a Bulldogs Giants one would be just as big. Like I'm sure it would be. I don't know why they dropped off. They dropped off quietly too. I never heard of them dropping off, but I don't know if it's a seed, a draw or something upset. But I mean, everyone... Surely I can fit in one where everyone's got to play. Like, everyone plays each other once, even with a seed Yeah, well, you nearly match what? Be, obviously, you have your derbies, so you'd have yep. Frio, yeah. West Coast, you'd have Adelaide, Port. Collingwood and anyone. Collingwood, I'd say Collingwood, Carlton, yep. St Kilda, I mean, not St Kilda, um, Essendon, Richmond. I'd say Hawthorne, Geelong. Yep. And then you'd probably have a couple, like, you You could go Brisbane, Gold Coast. I assume that's probably a simple one. Yeah. But yeah. then you could do, like, Bulldogs, Giants, Swans then you wouldn't have really happened. Who gets North? Probably well we could go North Hawthorne from the seventies. Oh no, Hawthorne Essendon's a good one. No, Hawthorne Geelong. Yeah, that's yeah but, no, but I'm sure they could do something. Yes. Yeah. Another good segue though. Carlton Collingwood. One of the biggest games. Always is actually, like but even more so when they're both doing well. Now yes. at the moment we've I think two rounds to go we've got now. Yes. After the season uh, the round just completed. Carlton, who were high enough for top four spot, and then dropped a game to Adelaide last week. Yeah, went down to Brisbane today in a pretty big way. I mean, actually, it went down by five goals. At one stage, they were ten goals down. Actually, yeah, they, that yeah. last quarter they fought back. Yeah, they did fought back. Looked yeah. to worry, but then yeah, Brisbane mm-hmm. kicked away the last two minutes. Collingwood is on a run of eleven wins at an average of yep. ten points a win. Second in the. Um, Second on ladder? Second, outright second, or outright second on percentage? No, outright second. Outright second. So, Carlton suddenly in danger. I think if they win one of their last two games, they'll stay in. So, they've got next week, I think they've got Melbourne. Melbourne and the final round, they've round got Collingwood. Won't that be I, huge? I think I called it on the podcast here a couple of episodes ago. I think I said that I messaged Kosh and Polo, obviously living in Melbourne. And I said, they need to get tickets to this round yes. 23 because it will decide one of these teams, like it will either decide one of these teams whether they make finals well, I, yep. or it will decide a top four, top eight finish yeah. for one well, of these I think, teams. I think you're right. I think I think it could decide both. It could decide whether Carlton make it and whether Collingwood hold on to a top four spot. Because there's, there's always that ladder predictor there. Mm. And now I think Carlton are 48 points currently on seventh. Yes. You've got Richmond in 8th on 46. St. Yes. Kilda, 9th on 44. Yeah, St. Kilda. And Bulldogs on 40 in 10th. They're the only teams yes, that's that, it are, now, I reckon, yeah. that have got a chance of doing it. Now, I think the Dogs are the ones that can get in. I think the Yeah, staff, Dogs have got Giants yep. um, next week. Yes, and which they should win. After that, they've got Hawthorne. So yeah. you'd expect them to win both. St. Kilda's got two hard ones, I think. That's my problem. St. Kilda, yeah. They've yeah. got Brisbane... Yep. And then Sydney. They win both. They're in. Yes, if they won both. If they, they... win both, they'll go in and over the Bulldogs. Yeah. If Bulldogs win yes. both too. The Tigers are probably going to make it, I think. They're half a game ahead, aren't they, again? And who have they yeah, got? Yes, so they're... I had a look. I think they're draw. They will have next week, they will have Hawthorne and then Essendon the week after. Yeah, so, so they've got two very winnables there, yeah. for them. Yes. So they get in and then it'll be that... Eighth spot, which will be either St Kilda or the Dogs then. No, no, no. No, St Kilda, Dogs or Carlton. Yes. Carlton is one that could drop out. I think Richard will make it. Carlton could drop out. So how did the rest of the round go this week? Oh, yes. Collingwood, of course, kept their winning streak going, didn't they? For yes. And a win over Melbourne, which... Uh, they lost every of those kind of things they all keep, those stats that they all keep. They lost every one of them, yet they still managed one to win game, the game. Yeah. And it was just, I, I did watch it actually, it was one just that seven. pressure they put on them. Like every time Melbourne got, they, they were handballing, handballing around in a circle, but they'd just get tackled eventually. They just could not clear the contest mm. area. Collingwood's um, pressure yeah, was, was sensational. Yeah. Collingwood and then Hawthorne got up against the Suns. Yes. By yes. seven points as yeah, well. Yep. Yeah. Um, right. 
Essendon lost? Yes, the Bombers did them after them. Mark McVeigh told them they all checked out and worst performance he's ever seen from the Giants. Is it Mark McVeigh coaching them now? Oh, I would not be sure who the Giants coaches. Um, They um, responded. The Dockers. Yeah. They had a win over the Dogs, which kind of makes it... The Dogs would nearly be a surety if they'd won that. Yeah, and we have now secured a spot in the top eight. So three goes back in finals. And still make the top four, can they? We're two points out of the top... We're two points out of third currently. Because they're the ones... There's Melbourne, Swans and Lions all on 56. We've got two easy games in the draw, I'd say. We've got Giants and we've got West Coast. Oh, yes. yes. So, so you should nearly take we two win wins. both. We could get into a mm. fourth, into the top four. We wouldn't, I doubt we'd have a home final, but I think the second chance is enough. Or even I'd like to finish fifth and get a home final against the seventh or eighth team. Yep. And so the Cats, who are probably the favourites now, the way they've been going, I think they're on 11 winning game streak too. They're probably the favourites now. They are... Um, well, they beat the Saints. I think the Saints win it for the first half and pretty ordinary after that. Tigers, they beat Port. So Port's finished. They're no chance now. Yeah, no, Tigers Port's are still out. in this for a show. with the Suns' loss as well, they're well out as well. Yeah, that's right. Yep. The Swans had a good win over the Kangaroos, but the Kangaroos put up a better effort. I see yeah, Larky I'll, kicked seven goals. Yeah. Even though they lost by about 50, I think, but... That's what some trying to pull up. Yeah, seven goals he kicked. Yeah. Um, but I think I saw a, a comment from one of their fans on one of the posts saying that they've made some improvements in the past couple of games. Like they haven't been getting the wins, but they have been competitive. They were getting belted. Well, there was a record. They had the most more. consecutive forty-point losses in a row yeah. or something. I mean, since but Noble's gone, I, I don't know what he was doing to upset them, but they they look more committed to the cause a bit, which is a good thing. But I don't know why, guys. You're getting paid enough money. You shouldn't have to play for a coach. You should be getting paid yeah, well, that's enough like money. That's like when they got that win over Richmond. Mm. And uh, that Jai Simpson, I think, said that one's for you. Noble. Yeah. Really? I was like, well... How about do it when he's coaching? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Would have been nice. Yeah. yeah, so actually that's what... The Swans probably wanted a bigger win than that because percentage is the same with them. It's very big to get into that top four. As we said, the Lions over the Blues and, um, and the Crows beat the Eagles. That last quarter probably cost the Lions and that percentage as well. Yes. I'm um, looking at this now. The separation between them is 3%. They're on the same points. Sydney sits in fourth, 3% above. Yes. Yeah, no, they... Like I say, I think at three-quarter time, they were 57, nine-and-a-half goals up, and it ended up winning by five-and-a-half goals. So they lost a bit there. Their percentage was looking close to 130 I think it might only be 123 or 6 or something. There. And you just flew by there at the end. The big thing out of that West Coast Adelaide game. Yes. Josh Kennedy's retirement, immediate, not going to yeah. play the rest, in the last, last two. two games. But kicked eight goals in his last yeah. game. Excellent. Couldn't get the win. Lost, Went down by 16. But yeah, eight goals, two behinds in his last game as a West Coast Eagle. Yeah. And when you think back about it, I think I put it in our group, my group chat. I said, when you think about it, West Coast won that Chris Judd trade by a mile. I don't know about by a mile. Chris, what did Carlton do with Chris Judd? Oh, I made him a lot of money probably. Boosted their membership and things like that. Didn't West help, Coast got did, premiership. Didn't help him picking coaches and that though when he went and coached yeah. directly. Yes. West Coast oh, got premiership. Yeah, that's right. Josh Kenny, great. Great, yeah. And just shows maybe... A big forward's always going to be better than... Midfielders are a bit dime a dozen. I mean, not like Chris Judd's talent, but forwards that come and kick goals and have longevity about them, they're a lot harder to find than midfielders that'll provide you. 200-game midfielders and 200-game forwards are two different things. I think. Yeah. Other thing to come out of the Crows-West Coast game, or not the game, they've had a hell of a week again, the Crows, haven't they? They just can't take a trick much with anything. they the camp from four years ago has yeah. reared its ugly head again. When that when the camp first happened, there was controversy about it, and yes. Adelaide, I yeah. believe themselves, did an investigation into it and said they found nothing, no wrongdoings. Or, yeah, and so did Safe Work, I think. Yes, they found no wrongdoings, but then yeah. they also reckon they were bound, or the players reckon they were bound not to say anything about it and things like that. Now yeah. Eddie Betts is writing a book now. He's has it released a book or is it? I just don't think it has been. Yes, just excerpts from the book and and like everything, every excerpt I've heard so far has been about this camp. Josh Jenkins has then 
came out and backed up his version of it. Not word for anything, but he's saying, you know, it's, there were issues there with um, personal information. They believe they were ex- was extracted from before the camp and then used against them, even though they'd asked those things wouldn't be used. Now yeah. Bryce Gibbs come out, said the same thing. He said, said it ruined ruined careers. Ruined careers. Not his own. He, he said he had a no real issue because he didn't give them much at these interviews and he said he had a much more normal upbringing. Now, Josh Jenkins' upbringing, I think he was brought up by his grandmother or something like that, his maternal or non-maternal grandmother. And Eddie Betts might have been brought up without a father, just a mother, I think. And and they're saying those things were used... Eddie Betts has said that he was... Yeah, they shouted at him that he'll never be a good father because he didn't have a father and he was raised by a single mother. Yeah, these things were... I, I believe it was, from what I can gather... It's a thing about mental toughness, trying to give them mental yeah. toughness. But I mean, it's a funny way to go about things. Yeah, like, and, and they're taken, they've taken it just, and that's what Bryce Gibbs said. Some people were affected more because they had more ammunition, I'd say, to use on something. Yeah, you know, like I've seen here that um, they said a lot of people who are actually there, like they're Adelaide's free enough for Adelaide and all that. But the CEO currently of the Crows wasn't there in two thousand eighteen. A lot of the people that were there have actually moved on. Yes, so, it's just and obviously it's now Adelaide's kind of copying it as an organisation. Mm. But yeah, a lot of people who were there aren't actually there anymore. No, a lot of players have left within the next yeah. couple of years. Requested transfers were moved on. Eddie Betts was moved out of the leadership group. Leadership group as soon as he um, made any waves about it. Now one bloke that does remain through it all is Mark Rusciuto, club champion and yes. all those things. But he's been there eight years. I think he's there. Chief executive or something? Yeah. He's something fairly high up and he seems to remain. But yeah, it's it's something they this won't help, all this publicity again, because I think they thought they'd put it to bed, but obviously there's still issues with it. If you remember rightly, it was a year after they played in the grand final. Um, so it was 2018. They played in the 2017 yeah, grand final. That. used the Power Ranger stance. Yeah, the power power stance, stance, yeah. Didn't work real good from. And this was... I can understand it. In a way, it's like Essendon, trying to get an edge. They thought, well, we need something to get another edge. You know, on everyone else, it was meant to be, a, I think, as much a mental toughness thing as a physical toughness thing. From some of this stuff I've heard about them, blind from throwing in buses and yelling at them not to speak. It sounds a bit like a SAS course or something yeah. like that. Uh, but it has not worked. And really, I haven't looked like... I don't think they've played finals since Adelaide, have they? No. They, they've really... I so. You know, so it hasn't helped them at all. But um, I did actually read about, like, in a similar kind of camp thing. If you haven't, I'd go listen to Dylan Friends podcast. Oh, yes. Dylan yeah. Friends. Oh, Dylan he Friends did, are list cloggers. Oh, no. No, Dylan Friends. Oh, yeah. List cloggers are a separate entity. That's oh. him and Dan Gorringe. This is oh. just Steel Buckley. Yep. Um, he interviews Ryan Pappenhausen from the Melbourne Storm. Oh, yeah, Pappy. And um, they talk about an experience that... Ryan Pappenhausen had like on a similar on a camp like that builds like your mental toughness and all that and he talks about um, how they were put on a bus and blindfolded and they were told they would drop people off one by one and they were just told to stand there take the blindfold off and just stand there not say a word until they heard someone shout out something or anything and like they weren't told the time or anything like that so you don't know how long you've been there you don't know what the time is or anything like that it's Hard for me to explain, but yeah, Ryan Pappenhausen talks about it. He reckons he fell asleep standing up. <laughs> he just woke He just woke up thud when yeah. he was on the ground. He stood back up. It's a big like, mental thing for them. But I, I would highly recommend listening to that episode and listening to that part especially. Yeah. Because it shows the difference. He reckon, Ryan Pappenhausen says it was the best experience of his life. Really? And that's another thing. They reckon some people said this was a good experience, now, but I don't know. I don't know. But just shows... That's- the Wander, I think we were the Wander Wolves at the time. We were ahead of our time because we did the same thing with our players and their partners, actually. We blindfolded them, put them all on a bus, didn't tell them where we were going. I suppose the thing was we actually also filled a garbage, uh, rubbish tin full of cocktails, gave them beers. and The mystery and booze bus tour. The mystery booze bus tour, I think yeah. That's, yeah, I think yeah, that's, I think that's probably a bit different. Yeah. But it probably did... No, probably didn't build mental toughness actually ever did it, but it was a good time, good time. Oh yeah, it was bonding. Bring, it was bonding. Yeah, bring, bring it back. back. Bring back Bo- a mystery, mystery bus to it. Bring back yep. heritage round. 
bring back rivalry around. Yeah, that's right. There's a lot. Gill's leaving though, isn't he? Yeah, but that maybe that means it's Tell you what, back. is that? Yeah, can you? How do you apply for that position? No, I oh, that Brendan Gale will get it probably, won't he? Will he get it? Oh no, he's running for prime minister. Yeah, so it could be an opening. Yeah, Maguire. Yeah. I'd hope for that, but all right. Um, actually, the other thing that come out of the NRL. I don't know how the NRL is going to be honest, but Ricky Stewart, he's always good value, isn't he? Ricky Stewart yes. at his um, press conference. I think he's. I don't know how he, much he gets paid, but I think he gives half his payments back to the club In to pay fines. his fines yes. for abusing, or well, not abusing, but just all the things he says. Press conference, but this week he's come out. I think they played Penrith. Um, some guy got. I don't know if he even got sent off. I think he got reported though for some kick or something on one of their guys. Um, someone Salmon, Jesse Salmon or Jamie Salmon, the Penrith. Yeah, that was Penrith, playmaker, yeah. filling playmaker for Nathan Cleary. I think maybe. Yeah. yeah, he must have lashed out with a boot or something and um, kicked some. Anyway, they asked Ricky his his opinion. Ricky said, "Yeah, no, he's a weak gutted dog and always has been." Yeah, <laughs> so he really. <laughs> He's good, babe. Yeah, apparently, I saw a thing actually today that it's all stemmed from yes, years ago. His son under used 12s. to play with, yeah, with that salmon in under twelves, and he, saw something he didn't like when he confronted him, and then the salmon's dad came over. Yeah, and, yeah so yeah, he holds a grudge, Ricky Stewart. He's an angry man. He's I don't know. Anyway, they they they're talking illegal things and yeah. all that. Like he's apologised now. Well, he's apologised for. So he hadn't apologised to James, he's just apologised for saying in that forum, which means, I wish I hadn't said it publicly, but that's yeah. what I think he yeah. I was going to say, you're entitled yeah, to think no, it, but maybe yeah. not say it, especially with a platform like that. Interesting thing was, Penrith actually beat him. Because yeah. Penrith had quite a few out, and Raiders are fighting for a spot in the eight, eight, eight and had a good run of form, I think. But Penrith must be way out on top of themselves now, because Storm have had a bad run. Yeah, they I think Cowboys are actually second. Cowboys are second. Storm are fourth. Are they? Yeah. yeah. So, so did Cowboys win again? Cowboys did win again, yes. They beat Bulldogs, Canterbury Bulldogs. They're doing good, the Cowboys. Yeah. You've got to believe. And it's a bit like Collingwood. I, I didn't think Collingwood would be doing yeah. this well. I didn't think Cowboys would be doing this uh, well. Panthers had two losses, both to the Parramatta Eels. Really? Who can't yeah. beat anyone else, hardly? Well, they're fifth, uh, Parramatta. Oh, are they? Oh, so they've sorry. had uh, Cowboys is second with five losses. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, Cowboys are doing well. Yeah, no, Penrith, obviously, I thought it was Penrith Storm. I think I said that a while back, but Storm have lost quite a few. Yeah, they have been yeah. plagued by injuries, mm. I think. Like, um, obviously, Pappenhausen's went down. I think they're feeling Nick Meany's went down. Yeah. Um, they lost Xavier Coates for a large portion of the season. Christian Welsh, Brandon Smith. When's it due to finish? A week after the... I was looking today, actually. I think they've still got about four rounds left. Oh, so it might be a fortnight after. Oh, no. It'll be a week after because we have... The week Yeah. That is rest. not a good idea. We should get rid of that. That's the other thing. What was the other thing? Rivalry round, heritage round, mystery booze bus, get rid of the buy at the end of the season. It's a joke. The buy week. Yeah, don't have it. Just, mm-hmm. We shouldn't have a week where we've got a... There's no footy yeah, at all. One, 22, 23, 24, 25. So, yeah, they've got four weeks left of... Yeah, um, yeah. And we've got two, but then we'll have a buy, so we've got three. So it'll be the week after. Yeah. We're back to normality. That's what it used to always be. The, uh, AFL Grand Final will be the last week of September. Bathurst and League will be the first weekend of October or whatever kind of like. Yes. Yeah. Oh, good. A bit of normality in, in life, which is what I want. Normality in life. Um, is there anything else we've got to discuss, young Ben? Oh, of course. In amidst all this sport that's going on, we've absolutely cleaned it up at the Commonwealth Birmingham Game. Commonwealth Games. I mean, you know, like when we have them over here, I think it's almost a given we win the most medals and that. But you know, the home country does. Commonwealth Games. Oh, you're you, going to say it's nothing, Ben. Don't you dare say oh, that. Do you care about it? I'd... Oh, we care about it because we win. Yeah, but it means nothing. Half of the, half of the world's countries aren't even in it. I, I I think the athletes who, who, who... Who was the guy that said that? One guy, oh, that's right, the swimmer. He said, oh, it's only the Commonwealth Games. Oh, he got bagged out. Petey or someone? I think he's a world champion, Olympic champion. Okay. He, 
He comes second or didn't even make the final or something. I mean, I know the athletes definitely deserve all the credit. They do put in hard work. They mm. do all this. And in the Commonwealth Games, I suppose it is an, it definitely is an achievement to be there. It's definitely an achievement to win the medal. But for me... You're backtracking, Ben. As, as Australia, as a country, mm. we still... USA, China, Russia, like they're the ones who are dominant in the Olympics usually, aren't they? Yeah. Like without them... It, but, it sh- but, shreds down your competitor pool. Yeah, but... Like, if you want to be the best, don't you got to beat the best? But it's good, Like, they're setting some good times and that. I think some girl in hurdling set... Though then Michael Johnson questioned him, set world records. Then someone's questioned his shoes she was wearing. No, the girl that won the 100 metres had questioned his shoes she was wearing. No, it was a hurdle girl. Yeah, questioned his shoes she was wearing, which seemed... But Michael Johnson questioned their timing. He said, no, it sounds too far out and things like that. Because they lowered records by 0.3 of a second or something like that over 100 metres. Why? Why is he questioning it? No, why they lower it? They went that much faster. Broke oh, the record you mean so they broke much, the record. Yeah. I thought you meant they just lowered the record. I really, I really should check what I say before I... I'm pretty sure it's something like that anyway. But I am sure of this. An Australian won the 1,500 metres, which is... Yes, first I just watched... Yeah. What's the final lap of that? And he won that in a Commonwealth game record, which I'm not sure how far off that's off the world record, but it'd be a good time. He actually beat two former world champions. He beat the silver medalist, bronze medalist, and fourth place getter from the last Olympics. The previous winner of... We have never had a 1,500-metre gold medal winner. It was a mile. Last time we won was, was 1968. Herb Elliott won the I was going to say, there was a yeah. bloke, Herb, I Herb, read yeah, an article sure. that had yep. won it before, but he yep. won in a mile. It was a mile, yeah. Which That's is what it was what? called, which is about... I thought a mile was 1,600 metres, but <laughs> um, it might be closer to 15. I thought it was 1,600. Yeah, 15, he, what, ran three minutes? I'm not sure. He ran three minutes and... 54 seconds? 50-something seconds, yeah. yeah. I think might be right. Yeah. Which, I don't know, when I first saw that, I thought, that's not that that quick. But I think I was thinking, like, a kilometre, people running, like, three minutes, yeah. 30 yeah. and that. And I was like, no. that's an extra 500 metres on top. So, yeah, yeah. it is very impressive. Yeah, no, it was a good time. And that's just really, the yeah. fact that he did it. And he'd ran in the World Championships only a few weeks early and hadn't made the final. He was very disappointed with his form there. So that's that was fantastic. I think the pool we clean, cleaned up. Um, we actually lead the overall and the gold medal count. We've got 60 gold, 157 overall. But the interesting thing, I just noticed this, and I mean, I should have known it, but India, of course, are in the Commonwealth Games, right? Mm-hmm. Now, India behind China, or maybe... India and China have the biggest populations in the world. Like, there's one billion yes. people in India. We've won 60 gold medals. They've won 14. And New Zealand have won more than them. You know, so they mustn't send a big team to the Commonwealth Games, or they just not very not athletics. Mm. They play cricket, they squash, which is in the Commonwealth Games. Is it cricket? Cricket. Yeah. Did we win it? No, I don't think so. Did we send a team? I don't know. Someone just said it in the group chat the other day. When did cricket go in the Commonwealth Games? It might be indoor cricket. Maybe. Yeah. (laughs) Or sevens or something. I don't know. Yeah, but they said when did cricket go? I was like, oh. I didn't know it was cricket then. Yeah. Didn't bother searching it up or anything, but yeah. No, well, where is that research assistant? We'd have to pay him away, I suppose. But yeah, no, Commonwealth Games, I think. Uh, the pool, Adriana Titmus, who, very good uh, at Olympic level that. two, won. I don't know. The young fella won the, the long race. Is it 1,500 metres in the long race? And he actually, he's, our, he's about the eighth fastest in the world now, ever. So he's doing all right. I think Hackett and... I think Hackett and Thorpe might... No, Hackett might still have times in there. But um, the biggest thing in the pool seemed to be at times uh, the, the love, love triangle. triangle. Yes. Why do they call it a love triangle when... Wouldn't it be a love triangle if they were all going out at the same time? Like, it wasn't it just a love couple and now it's a different love couple? Like, Yeah. It's just... Yeah. There was... Just a Who it was? I can't remember who it was. Emma McEwen. McEwen. Yeah, McEwen. McEwen. Yep. McEwen yeah. And she, she was going was, out with Kai Chalmers, was a 100 metre yeah, swimmer. Kyle yep. Chambers. Yeah, Kyle Chalmers. Yeah. Up. Broke up. Now yep. dating former pop star, now yes. Commonwealth Olympian Cody Simpson. Yeah. And yeah. But now they're all on a, in their yeah. swimming team together and that. Yeah. And that's where love triangles come from. But then 
does that mean that she's in a love triangle with Cody Simpson and Miley Cyrus? Because that's Cody right. Simpson dated Miley that's Cyrus. right. And doesn't that make it a love quad then? If that's yeah. the case, because they would like you say they went out and. That, that, but I mean, they don't. I suppose they don't have to be on a team together. But yeah, it and then we could was, add a Hemworth in there because one of the Miley Cyrus dated Liam Hemsworth. Yeah, that's right. Yes, and then why we adding the other brother? I mean, this is endless. I think it's a media beater. Well, why would we add in the other brother? Because just by why not? We're adding everyone else. But everyone, this is people who they've dated. No, none of them have dated Chris Hemsworth. Liam Hemsworth hasn't dated his brother Chris Hemsworth. Cody Simpson, maybe? Well, I don't think so. Oh, all right. I don't know. Those pop stars and film stars, I don't know. They've got different kind of lives. But yeah, I think it's media. But, but um, by the same time, I think Kai Chalmers, I think is his name. I think it's Kyle. Kyle Chambers. Chalmers. Kyle Chalmers. Chalmers. I think it's Kyle Chalmers. I think I was saying Kyle maybe Chambers. Don't mean much. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we really need this research yeah. system. <laughs> um, he kept fanned by getting up and about reporting I think it would have been better just maybe leave it alone and they would have forgot about it but, yeah. but it was wrong with the media I mean they're there for the Commonwealth Games one of the greatest sporting events with this in the sporting calendar even though you don't seem to think of you and that Petey guy but I, I haven't seen yeah I'd have to have a look at your run times out before you can go criticising the Commonwealth Game Olympics I said all credit they deserve they're the best at it in the Commonwealth that was after you said <laughs> I said I don't I don't find it as I don't find it as excited, I don't find it as Oh no, beautiful. I don't think it is. I mean yeah, I don't think I we all see, tune in. I wanna see the best of the best. I thought you wanted to be the best of the best. No, I said if you want to be the best, you've got to beat the best. Yeah. I'm never gonna be that standard for anything. Not with that kind of confidence level, man. You've got to get to do something about that. But if I wanna if I wanna see the fastest if I wanna see the fastest hundred metre sprint, I wanna see the fastest people in it. I don't wanna see the fastest people in Rockhampton. The fastest people in the Commonwealth. I want to see the fastest people in the world. All right. What about in the women's sprint? Do you want to see the fastest people in the world? Yeah. What if the fastest woman in the world was once a man? No. Oh, so you don't? Because there's a biological unfairness there. Hmm. All right. Identifies as a man. She can identify as a man. So what Olympics does she run in, Ben? She should run in the male Olympics. Because she's biologically... A male, and even though she may be taking, oh my god, I this is a controversial. Even though she may ever. be taking, oh, I forget what it's called, or uh, going through the surgery and taking the hormone mm. depressants, I assume, or whatever the process is, there is still that biological unfairness. Can you remember when Hannah Mounty wanted to play yes, in the WAFL? Yes, she's about six foot four and weighs, I don't know, she was 120 kilos of muscle. Hmm. I'm saying she because she is a woman she identifies as a woman that is fine I'll happily call her what she would like to be called hmm. but I just don't think that she should be be able to compete at a professional standard against people who she has a biological advantage advantage yes but have not different races um, and different training regimes different economic circumstances give you those same advantages at the time like if you're an athlete in a poor congo country that doesn't have access to the australian institute of sport should you not have to race against those people then because they've got a biologically enhanced that's not biological isn't it economical biological it'll be economical advantage won't, the bio, won't it affect the biologicals or the physicality or something? No? It wouldn't affect anything biological. Oh, right. I'm just playing the devil's advocate here because I do tend to agree with you. But, I mean, well, you think about who, the USA. They've USA. Got all, they would pour a lot of money into 100 metres for an athletes and all that. you got oh, Jamaica, Usain Bolt. I don't think he had, he would have had less access than them. And he's overcome. Until he became good. Then he would have, he, oh, yeah, I don't think he ran short of anything. The Jamaican bobsled team. Yes. Well, they got a movie out of it at least, yeah. didn't they? Was it a true movie? Yeah. yeah we we seen a bobsled team. team too once, I think. Trained in a car park or something. On, really? Yeah, no, it's probably, probably a bit bigger subject for us to tackle, really. I think maybe so, yeah. Hmm. And another thing that happened at the Commonwealth Games was some guy lost, I forget what race, 
was when he's a male appendage, and it was in a male race though, which is good. Fell out. He forgot to wear his jocks. Yeah, I fell out. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, he was running down the track, and actually they did. He did work well. Apparently, passed a couple of people covering his manhood, but then he by the end it was getting too much for him, and he slowed right down and um, we came last in his race. But anyway, I don't. Know. I think he made a post on his own social media <laughs> yeah, saying, um, "I've seen it enough people. You don't need yeah, to. Don't, don't be. Yeah, don't send me the link. I know yeah. it's out there or something like that. Well, well, everything was out there at the time, of course. Yeah. All right. Um. Pretty much, we got it then, Ben. At that, or oh, I think so. Yeah, I well, think we covered. I think we have covered the week's the events pretty yeah. good. Um, we had our we had our old Bulls day. Um, next year we've got our 50th celebrations. Um, it went quite well. The boys um, put in a good game too. Even the reserve grade did well actually. Not too often we kick ten goals in reserve and managed to go down by five. <laughs> anyway, and the women had a good win. Yeah. Other thing that did happen. I'm not sure you're aware of it, but um, Judith Durham passed away. Now, Judith Durham was a member of the band The Seekers, an Australian band. You are not, you don't even know what I'm talking no, about. No, I yeah. remember The Seekers. Well, no. The Seekers? Seekers, huge. I don't remember them, sorry, but I know who The Seekers are. Well, The Seekers were a huge band. Um, I think big in, I think it was around 63, 64, 65. They were huge. They, they formed, I think, in 63, got big in 65. Now, when I say big, they were big enough that they knocked the Beatles off number one in the UK. And at the same time, I think you'll find they knocked the Rolling Stones off number one in America. Over no two small year, feet? No small feet at all. Over a two-year period across both those countries, I think you'll find they had um, eight or ten top ten hits, I think. So they were huge. Like, you know, um, more a folk band, I suppose, and pop band, I suppose. Though a lot of stuff was called folk back then. Yeah, huge success. Well, only around, I think they might have split up then, only in about 68 or something like that. So, got back years again later and that. But, yeah, huge, really big. And um, Judith Durham, the lead singer, very unique kind of voice. So, I think we'll go out with a, um, a Seekers song. If you've got nothing to add. No, I haven't got anything. We've had our beers. Yep. We only... Celebrity guest. Yeah, yes. We've got to do. Well, I was mm. going to say, the guy whose appendage came out since he was just on my mind, but I can't remember his name. So, maybe we, I feel like maybe we should get a Commonwealth game athlete on. All right. Yes, well, you've got a lot to answer for, Troy. Yeah, so, <laughs> let's get on Let's get on Cody Simpson. I was going to go with... The Charmers guy. Charmers, yeah, but I thought, no, we'll go with Cody Simpson because he's probably, he's got that pop pop background as well so we could maybe hear a little bit about that as well alright alright we'll get Cody Simpson on the other guy I thought just popped in my head then is we could get on is Daniel Ricardo. he's going to have a bit of spare time on his hands apparently yes because he's um, getting sacked from Claren but being replaced by some other guy another Australian guy is he yes I didn't know that the other guy was Australian yes no he is Oscar now when I first read it I thought and someone else did this comment too they thought how he's got no legs it looks very much like oscar pisterio who of course was a, yeah yeah who was the course, um, was the paralympian who shot his wife yes yes but it's not it's an australian guy who's been um over there racing for a few years and he's been driving i think in the alpine team and he'll come across into the McLaren yeah and i heard there's talk of ricardo going to alpine yeah i think that Surely would be a hugely backwards yeah, well, I don't know. I think he made a bad move leaving Red Bull. Then he went mm. to Renault. Then he left Renault. Like, he didn't complete his contract there. Now, not, by his own volition, he left there to come to McLaren. But hasn't worked well for him. But he's four years only, ago, he was, he was doing very well. He's the only McLaren driver to have won a race in the past yes, eight years Yes, eight years, yeah. I know, but he's got a bit of... But anyway, we're going to invite Cody Simpson on. We're yep. going to go out with a Seeker song. That's 21 years. We're fully mature as a podcast now so please people keep listening to us thank you very much for doing that share it with your friends we'll see you for episode 22 which i'm pretty sure we've got a guest lined up for then yep all right thank you very much we'll see you